Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Forever Bristol City podcast. And as somebody put on our uh, SMS feed before we uh, started the recording, we thought we'd seen the backup performances like that, but we haven't. It's a third defeat in four for City. Let's not lose fact, sight of that fact. The final score from the City ground. Forest didn't exactly set fire to City, but it finished Forest to City nil. Joining me this evening are our regular panellists, Mark and uh, Ian. Uh, both of you guys, sum up the game in less than 30 seconds. You first, Mark. A game to instantly forget. City's diamond midfield was dominating the first half, and although they looked sounder with a back three, with uh, with Robbie Cundy looking particularly strong, City just couldn't get going today. Poor in possession, uh, poor up front, and with Dan Bentley to thank for keeping the score to 2-0, on to Birmingham City and a week's cryogenic suspension for Joe Williams. He needs to look a bit better after next week. I would agree with that. And Ian, your uh, snapshot view of the game. I'd agree with something Nigel Pearson said. Too many players off their game. Callas, Masengo, Williams, Martin. Non-existent midfield uh, in the first half. Technically dreadful. And I'm talking about first touches, throw-ins. And if you were an independent supporter watching two teams and you didn't know who they were and you said, right, you've got to pick a team out of those two teams. How many do you want from the team in black? You'd say, well, I'll have the keeper, but you can keep the rest. That's yeah. how bad we were today. No, that is poor. No, I thought I, I, I had a friend watching it with me. Uh, and he's not seen City play uh, this season. And uh, midway through the first half, he fell asleep. You know, uh, it was that. But he said, you got a good keeper there. It was, it was, it was rank. It really was rank, you know. And uh, yeah, the manager said too many players off their game. It really begs the question, what is he going to do about it? Because, you know, where is the desire and motivation? And Cooper at Forest, that they haven't got, you look at the top, Eight teams, all this stuff about well, that's a lot we more got injuries. Seconds. Yeah, they were without. No, I'm, I'm, I've had, I'm having my say now. All right, it's not my thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, the, oh, people. Right. Oh, okay. we got injuries. Oh, they got parachute payments. It's just excuse after excuse after excuse. And yeah, they had Lewis Graben out. You know, he's been out for. He's going to be out for two months. Happens to everybody. Get over we it. We've got them parachute payments. They haven't been in the Premier League for about twenty odd years. Well, no, they haven't got parachute payments either. But look at bloody Huddersfield for goodness sake. But anyway. Less of my little rant there. Um, I'll come back to you again, Ian, even though you gave uh, the last comment of the two of you. Um, the lineup, you said on uh, Twitter, this is how you would go with the team. Yeah. And no, I didn't. Named that I team. Said, whoa, and whoa, Nigel named whoa. that team. So you shouldn't whoa, whoa, really have any complaints, whoa, whoa, should you? Whoa, 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 whoa. Go on. If you're going to quote me, quote me properly. Go on then. I said, I think this is what Nigel will try, or Pearson will try, versus Forrest. Okay, so that's why I tweeted. Now, I would have done right. something slightly different. I'd have started 3-5-2, and I'd have started Robbie Cundy because I knew they had Davis up front, and he's a handful. He's like Semenyo. And I thought our two central defenders could deal with him. 
today, particularly Callas. That's a, probably the worst game I've seen Thomas Callas have for us, and he's had a lot of good games, so I'm not going to knock him. Uh, but today he was poor, and like I said in the summary, you, you can't have. We haven't got a team, and Nigel Pearson said this after the game. You, we haven't got a team where three or four blokes can be having an off off day, and where we decide we're not going to bother to pass the ball. And come the end, we're just aimlessly lumping it forward. And if we'd have played until midnight, I don't think we'd have scored a goal. So, um, and and as someone quite quite correctly said, we thought these performances were over, but. I did a little bit of research in the week, and I won't do it now um, because you'll probably want to move on to Mark. But um, I yeah, so shut a, up then. Uh, save it till later, right? I did shut a, up. I did a, <laughs> did a thing on un- un- unacceptable performances. So later on, if I don't think of it, remind me, and I'll go through. All it. right, Mark, can you remind Quickly. him? Um, Mark, I mean that lineup, an element of as Ian. Let me correct myself. Ian said this is what he thought Nigel would do, rather than the. Ian, perfect 11, right? But I looked at the side and I think the general view was with Williams back in there, general view on uh, OTIB was, well, that looks a pretty decent side. Um, would you agree with that view, uh, Mark? Or do you think they should have played three at the back? And when you talk about having to handle Keenan Davis, for Christ's sake, we got two international defenders in the centre, Callas and Kloss, and you're saying they need boosting by Kundi. Yeah, but your thoughts on that lineup, Mark? I mean, in retrospect, yeah, it, it, it looks awful. But I think we expected Joe Williams to impose himself on the game a bit more. He didn't. Ergo, Masengo looked awful, just looked completely lost in midfield, just couldn't get hold of the ball at all. Always the wrong side of, of, of his player. And that meant the, uh, the forwards were just always feeding on scraps. Uh, you know, one shot on target in the first half. Uh, and... Uh, and, and you know, in four shots, one shot in the second half in the 90th minute, a bloomed volley over the bar from Vyman. We just didn't create anything. That diamond midfield just got completely suffocated. It it was too easy for them to go down the flanks. Um, You know, Spence, Jed Spence was dragging players around. I think the only thing that stopped him in the first half was some well-timed tackles by Tim Closer. And I think where we don't know where we'd be if we hadn't brought him in. I think he's been absolutely terrific. He doesn't dive in, in a lot of the oh. time, and he just times his, his tackles, times his tackles really well. But we had nothing in the middle of the park, really. That you know, isolated front front uh, front two. We looked better in the second with a back three because we we you know we we handled Keenan Davis better until we got sloppy at the end with um, Thomas Callas with loose passes and you know kicking the ball to Davis. Don't even go there. But don't that, that's there. it. It was just a lack of sharpness, though, all over the pitch. I think that's what's most concerning. We were well, that a was, yard a, that short was as inept. all over the pitch. That yeah. was as inept as the Swansea game, yeah. really, when he talks about players with or Blackpool. You know, I mean, that's three away performances now that have been just rank. But anyway, let's get back into the action. Three corners for them in the first six minutes. And as Ian said, and everybody agrees, Dan Bentley was our man of the match. I mean, the first, uh, I'll call it worldly save, came after uh, four minutes when I think Davis got the better of, um, um, well, Davis got the crossing. And then uh, there was Jed Spence in acres of space. Don't know what Anna, Noah Masengo was doing, probably admiring his uh, little goatee that he's growing. But uh, Spence <laughs> sprung to his right to save. And then two minutes after that from a corner, better save, some people said. Or I think that's what Chalice said on the uh, Robins TV. 
Better save from the corner. There was Cook with a shot. Ben Stive to his left. I mean, Ian... It was through a crowd of people, wasn't it? That was what. Yeah, through a crowd. Ian, two worldy saves inside the first six minutes and three corners. You know, the game could have been over that early, couldn't it? Yes, it could. And uh, it wasn't for want of players to get in the way. But players have to have the bravery and be prepared to take the ball in the face. And there were people in there turning their back. Well, name names, um, Ian. Come on, who's, and, who's turning their back? Let's name well, some names. Well, all of them. All of them. <laughs> it, th- there's a real lack of... I, I won't criticise Callum for that, but if you look at the first goal and if you look at the second goal, it wasn't like the guys cracked it in from the, into the top corner from the edge of the penalty area and we didn't have any defenders back. Mm. There was about We had about eight players between him and the goal. In fact, we had so many... Bentley couldn't see it, but nobody went to close him down again. Yeah. So uh, it, it's you. It's all about you know. You can go on about Pearson says it, it's not technical. Well, yeah, I'm afraid when you can't when you can't trap the ball and the ball keeps getting away from you, it's technical. Ergo, uh, Antoine Semenyo's performance today. I mean, how he didn't get did he get booked in the end, Semenyo? I don't think he did I don't in think the think end. So. He was get, he, he got off. Of, either got got done for persistent foul play. I mean, mm. he must have Callas, conceded. Pring and Scott were were booked. Right. Okay. So of the and I can't believe it was only thirteen fouls we conceded. I thought it was more than that. Um, but of the thirteen fouls we conceded, I bet he conceded six of them mm. because he kept losing control of the ball, going after it, and knocking people over. And then rearing up on the referee. Now, it's not the referee's fault. He couldn't trap the ball. I no. think he does get fouled, and he does have wrestling matches. And he got a couple of free kicks today, but it wasn't about that. If you look at our service to the front players, was absolutely dreadful. And we created not one chance in 90 minutes. They're got, if I'd have been in goal... For Nottingham Forest, it wouldn't it wouldn't have made much difference. It wouldn't have made any difference. Uh, just to correct uh, you there, Mark, it was four bookings. Um, uh, uh, Scott, Pring, Kloss and Callas. There we go. Scott, Pring, yeah. Closer and, uh, and and Callas. I mean, we, we did, we did. there was one good move we did. Um, I got it on 16 minutes. Good move. Ended up with uh, Vyman sort of having a shot blocked but as per usual the corner straight to the blinking keeper on the edge of the six yard line 29 minutes um Semenyo one good move where he ended up uh, forcing uh, a corner and 33 minutes Scott's free kicks was it Newman or header with the uh, sorry Newman was it Vyman or uh, Pring with a header that was the only no it was uh, it was it was Vyman he headed it up into the middle of the goal and, and Horvath he made a comfortable it. save he it did. was he a good it. it was it was a good a good free kick straight in deep in, you know, he, he dropped it right on the spot and Vyman was just unlucky. It was just the direction yeah. of the ball. So, you know, that could, that, that was a chance, but uh, Ian, I'll come back. Uh, no, so it's your turn, Mark, actually. Um, oh, thanks very much. My turn. Yeah. 31 <laughs> minutes. Um, that Brendan Johnson went into the box. Um, I've seen referees give penalties for that type of thing. Yeah. What did you think of that? He, I mean, Pring, Pring was behind him. He, it was no contact at all. I mean, he should have. Been, he, he was booked uh, for, for that. It was. It was awful. 
awful bit of uh, play acting. He was Crane was nowhere near him, and he was the ball was about a yard away, and he threw himself over. I'm glad he got booked. Hate seeing that, you know. Oh, it's Brennan, not not Brendan, but uh, Brennan Johnson. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, oh yeah, horrible, horrible bit of play acting, and uh, yeah, glad he got glad he got booked for that because it was nowhere near a penalty. I mean, Pring just just held his run because the ball was going was going out of play. I mean, I think the main problem it swung on nine minutes. Uh, Pring fouled Garner just inside. He had to be careful, half, didn't he? And then yeah. he had to be careful, and that was you know. And Spence had had him on toast, and about three players uh, from one move in, in the half, where he went down the right, and it was only close that made a really good last ditch challenge. Just timing his tackles, you know. Yeah, and he does. No, not, He's uh, great. Not, not good. Ian, uh, the goal, uh, the first goal for Forest, thirty-eight minutes. You sort of alluded to it a little bit in what you said earlier, but Spence, who was everywhere, I don't know why Middlesbrough let him go, although they're right wing back. Our place last week looked tidy, although they lost today, didn't they? Spence found himself in the middle, and we were we'd lost all our shape. And then Brennan Johnson, his eleventh goal of the season. People might criticise uh, Dan Bentley, but it took uh, wicked deflection. You, you, Ian, you wouldn't blame Bentley for that goal, would you? Absolutely not. Ball got ball got deflected, and the guy was quite close in. I mean, who else was tackling him? Who was closing him down once again? That word, mm. well, those two words, closing down. And, and that's what you've got to do. And that's what I'm talking about with being brave. You know, and if the guy shoots and it smacks you in the family jewellery, hard luck, get up mm. and, and, and then do it again. But it was another one of many unacceptable performances this season, almost all of which have been away from home. And that, to yeah. me... Somebody, somebody on here saying the comment. Every single player was scared of the ball today. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, and and you, if it keeps happening, if something keeps happening, we've now picked up two points out of the last thirty-three away from home. And somebody God. said to me, "Well, what would what would you say if we'd won all those games?" I said, "I'd say that's really fantastic. Isn't it great that we're top of the league? Yeah, because that's where we'd be." if we'd won all those games, but we haven't. Oh. And it, it, and people talk about, well, Close has come in, he looks a good player, and he, and I'd agree with that, but we're still conceding two goals a game every game since he's come in. So, you know, so and that away form, him. as you say, in nil, nil to nine, that is just rank unacceptable. And if our home form, okay, if, if, if. if it's not home just form, the results. It's no, it's the performance. The results, Dave. It's, it's the performances, and, yeah. it, and if I'll, I'll name the games now, because it's probably an opportune moment. Uh, away, Borough, Millwall, West Brom, Birmingham, Coventry, Sheffield United, Fulham, and Blackpool, and today. That's nine ga- nine games out of the away games only. The only home game I think our performance has been unacceptable uh, over ninety minutes was the home game against Bournemouth, when Bournemouth could have scored fifteen. And that's the only yeah. game I'd say is unacceptable. There's games where we've only played well for 20 minutes or we've only played well for a half. Uh, but Bournemouth was the unacceptable one. But, yeah. you know, you can call it suboptimal if you want. But those have just been really, really poor performances. Then yeah. you've got other ones that I call borderline, like uh, Luton away and Swansea away, where we were terrible in the second half of both games. Mm. Um, so you add that in. Uh, to, to those, and that is 11 of the away games we played. 
Um, yeah. So and QPR would probably and, be the and, standout and performance, and Peterborough away. Well, that's two well, good QPR, performances. We, QPR, QPR, we should have lost that game. Yeah, no, it, no, you're right, Ian. I'm looking at the result. You're absolutely right. If we'd have lost that three or four one, that wouldn't have been an unfair reflection on their dominance. You, you, no, 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 no complaints. And yeah, if you if you if you look at the um, performances, the common denominator in it all is we concede far too many goals and we concede yeah. too easily. And, yep. and bear in mind that two of the best players in the team normally are the centre half and a goalkeeper. Yeah, something's wrong. So um, something's something's wrong somewhere. All right. Well, let's try and uh, put our finger on that. And anybody who's listening, put your thoughts in. What is wrong? What is going to change? What needs to change? Let's have your thoughts on the uh, SMS feed. Uh, Mark, the first goal. Um, you know, we we we've we've looked at it. Spence was a threat all afternoon. Brennan Johnson, say eleventh goal of the season. Unlucky for Dan to be beaten by that. And then just before the break, though, he did his third world. He didn't he when he saved from uh, that Keenan Davis header. Yeah, just just before just before half time, uh, you know, corner comes over and he. He saves it to his right, and then there's another one. Two minutes later, is deflected up into his hands from 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 Steve Cook. But I mean, Spence came inside for that first goal, and we just left the space that he vacated to Johnson. It, it, you know, you can't defend that that sort. Of, Pring that was the closest play. to John. Pring was the closest to Johnson when that sort of cross came. Well, it was a shot when it came in, wasn't it? So who who lost Spence in the middle of the park then? I can't recall, to... but I mean the area the area was packed. I think Williams was was next to next to Pring when he was running into that space, mm-hmm. but we just completely lost him because we're expecting Spence to run up and down the line. You know, yeah. he, he just came inside and, and completely completely threw us. I mean, the, the guy's got electric pace. Uh, you know, just for a standing position, just motors motors down the wing. But yeah, we were just so sharp today. I mean, there were periods of play when we get the ball and we lose it again two seconds later. Oh because yeah, Un- unforced ball. unforced errors. Yeah, absolutely right. So we look very into the weak sec- with yeah into the second period. Yeah, into the second period, as Ian said, Cundy came on for uh, for for Campering. Uh, Ian, I'll let you have first dibs on the the, the second goal on fifty four minutes because you know while it's one nil. You know, in a game like that, you've always got a chance of getting back in and altering the balance of play. But, you know, it was a shabby goal to concede because they worked the ball down to the down the left side. Lowe was allowed to cross and there was Garner. It was almost like a side-footed shot for a 2-0, a kiddie on loan from Manchester United, if I heard correctly. Is that right? Yeah, because obviously we, we know, because um, Mr Pearson's told us that, that the loan system don't work. Um, the, the the real problem we lost it in midfield again. Mm. Um, off charges, I think it was it uh, McKenna, one of the centre. Yeah, backs. like Ryan Mann in the other week, he was lo- afforded yeah. a load of space Char- down the left. Off he, he charged 25, 30 yards, not one tackle going in. Um, gets the ball out, they get down the side of us, they square it back to the edge of the box. We must have by this time seven players in the penalty area. Mm. And but nobody is picking up the runner on the edge of the box. They're all stood in front of Dan Bentley, and he, he side foots it. He keeps it low, and I think Bentley probably saw it really late, and uh, it, it went into the bottom to his bottom right hand corner. 
But I wouldn't criticise Dan, Dan Bentley. Without Dan Bentley today, um, we could have lost that five or six, and, and we could oh, have God, had no yeah. complaints. Yeah, no complaints at all. And and it is like I say, it, it's another one of those performances. And I don't know, particularly if there's no money to collect. I keep hearing about that. Oh, these players being worth twenty five million and ten million and all this. Really? Do you see those players today? Yeah, and then then people are saying, "Well, you know, next season we've got to build a team around Joe Williams." Have we? Because well, not on lately, today's performance. Well, it's not just today's performance. I don't. I don't think he's he he wasn't great when he came on against Coventry, and he was lucky not to get booked. Oh, Joe didn't get booked today, so that's a that's a um, a benefit first. Yeah. Um, and um, he was lucky not to get booked the other night against Coventry. You know, another referee would have given me a yellow card for that, that, that sort of last tackle of the game. Um, so <clears throat> I'm seeing more questions and answers. And if people can tell me um, what Nigel Pearson can do, because assuming that we get what we want and all the players stay, and I'm talking about younger ones that, you know, Masengo and all the rest of it, let's, let's just... Wishful thinking, Masengo signs a new contract, Scott stays, Semenyu stays, and then we start again next season. Having seen what I've seen of our recruitment last summer, I'm dreading it. But well, particularly if, there, if there's no money to spend at all, I'm absolutely dreading it. Yeah. Because I can't see that the only piece of effective recruitment we did. In all honesty, Matty James hadn't been back when he's played, and he's just cut. That was a bonus. He come back today, so I'm pleased with that. Um, and and he started quite well. He's missed a lot of games, but he started quite well, so that's all right. The only one you could say has been an out and out success was uh, Andy Vyman, somebody else who got a knock today. So I hope he, he did, and he was here before. You know, if you want to give it a success, he was here before, so we we know what it's. Yeah, let me come back to. Uh, let me come back to you, Mark. I mean, the goal, um, 2-0 on 54. But then Alex Scott, um, he put in a tackle that saved a certain goal uh, after poor... I don't know what Cass was on the left side leading to that. And, you know, Alex Scott put in a tackle, saved a certain goal. Ian yeah, he took an air shot, youngster. didn't he? He took, yeah. he took an I mean, air shot. Do you think it's keep... gone to their... Do you think this sort of, oh, they're worth 10 million Everton? Do you think it might have gone to their heads a little bit? You know that all this press talk about they're the uh, fans of uh, uh, sorry our stars of the future, you know, or Premier League stars of the future. Do you think it's gone to their heads just a little bit because they were all off today, really, weren't they? I I don't know. I think Alex gives it every gives it everything. I just think you know the touch was poor around the middle of the pitch. The pass the passing was poor when it when it needed to be. But you know he's always. If you need somebody who's going to throw himself in front of the ball, I mean, he nearly knocked himself out the other night from a shot near the end, didn't he? Um, Alex Scott, he got hit, and and he was poleaxed and went and went back on went back on the pitch. But yeah, I mean, I I think Callas, you know, he doesn't he, he he tries to kick the ball out and kicks it straight straight to, straight to Davis, and it comes back in the area, and the only but and, and Scott blocks it. Yeah. We just got ragged at the at the end of oh, the game, but there was just well, there was a lack of strength. I mean, today Jada Silva was awful as well. I mean, yes. he couldn't get past his man on the left. He was easily beaten. Some of his tackling was powder puff, absolute yeah. powder puff tackling. And I, he's not going to take us anywhere. I don't think you know we need we need 
a good left left and right back or left and right right wing backs in the, in the summer definitely mm. because i don't you know don't like what we thought we got yeah. at the moment maybe yeah. pring if he's ready but um we definitely need a right i think he's right better going i think he's better going forward to be honest but we'll come on to that in a minute i mean 9 minutes after that incident where scott saved it dear oh dear oh dear oh dear uh bentley bailing out Callas and Williams. A sloppy pass by Callas, really, and an even sloppier attention to what was going on around him by Williams. Um, and then Zinkenagel, I think it was, Dan Bentley saved with his legs. So that was the fourth good save that he did. Ian, that epitomised, as you said, a crap performance from Callas and an inept performance from Joe Williams, didn't it? The mix-up they got themselves into. It wasn't Williams' fault, I don't think, uh, Dave. Well, do you fault, think it was uh, Callas's pass? Yeah, put him. Yeah, him it in. was Williams. Was never in a position to get it. Sorry. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, what did you think? It, what did you think, yeah. Ian? What was Callas well, doing over on the left side anyway? Well, because he had to go over there because he was marking Davis sometimes, and Davis took him over there, and closer was pushing forward on the left-hand side, trying to get the ball to um, Jay De Silva, who, who, I mean, to be fair to Jay De Silva, he did a lot better against Spence and Cameron Pringle. Let's, let's be, you know, let's be reasonable to the kid. Um, but no, it, it was, Callas shouldn't have given Joe Williams the ball in that situation. Joe Williams was looking to run forward and Callas passed the ball softly, slightly behind him and the lad nipped in. Right. But by... Yeah. 65 70 minutes joe was joe was gone anyway yeah he was he was blowing um and if you know what we want what we need to see from these players if somebody says well go on what's required and all this what we need is a level of consistency now if you're saying to me well go on then how'd you get that i think a lot of it is to do with coaching you've only got to look at it at forest to see that um they were aside, they were below us, they were going nowhere, and, and Cooper go, goes in there and turns them, turns them into... No, they're not a team of world beaters. Uh, they're, they're not even playoff contenders, I but don't think. They, just they know... Player. Well, I think they are, but they... They know what they're doing, right? They've got a process, they've got a system, they've got a strategy. They know what they're... They know what they're trying to do. I don't see that about us. The only thing that I would say yeah, I credit Pearson with is, is coming up with this WSM um, yeah. and play, playing that. That, I'd say, has been good about what he's done. But I, I honestly can't see, I mean, our defending, you, you cannot, we're conceding two or three goals a game. Well, we've conceded and, 63 I mean, goals in 35 games, Ian. That's what it is. Yeah. 63 yeah. and 35. Let me ask Mark. Mark, um, we, we sort of seem to rest Williams and what have you. I know I know Chris Martin scored the other night. <sighs> he he's not a guy that's got the the drive or the the fit fitness speed to get back and help out. And he, he was taken off on the hour for uh Naki Wells, who the only thing he did of note was whip a ball into the middle, but there was nobody in the box to get on the end of it. I mean football pure well, football managers say defending starts from the front. Do you think, you know, the performance of our front people today, Mark, Ian's already said Semenyo couldn't track the ball. Vyman was quite quiet, picked up a knock early on. Martin, second game in, in four, 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 third game in, in eight days. 
we don't help ourselves sometimes, do we? Just playing players week in, week out. Well, we couldn't play. We couldn't play them up against their back three because we never we, midfield players never got the ball. The the wing the wing backs could never get get the crosses across to him. What he was useful for is um, no, that in in those uh, sort of melee of of corners early on in the game. He got some good front post headers away, you know, a bit like Fami used to. So he was good for that. But then of course we've got no like for like replacement for Chris Martin, which is why he's playing every every single week. And we've got a small squad because Nigel doesn't like. Loan, the loan system, and you know, I, I agree with Ian, and I think we all agree that that's you know that's left us with one hand tied behind our back this season. We could have maybe got two, one or two, two loans. Coventry approved, you know, with players like Ian Matson uh, that you can you can bring good young players in, you know, who, who can who can contribute, and, and there are plenty of other sides that have done this done the same. Young hungry players who want to impress their parent club can do a job. Um, yeah. It won't cost. It won't cost the earth. But we're we're stuck with the fact that we got small squad. We got lots of injuries. We're playing Joe Williams and hoping he'll be fit. He wasn't fit today. He couldn't impose himself on the game, and that's no. a big worry. Matty get, James has just put... come back to fitness. Yeah, and 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 I Masengo looked looked like a little lad lost today. Just didn't impress, impress you know in midfield whatsoever. So we'll what we'll do between now and the end of the season is we'll just scrape a handful of wins, get past the fifty points, and and then move which on. Which is what we said. Which is what we said. Which is what we said. I said I don't think there's any more to talk about in the game as such. I mean, we'd used all our subs before uh, Callas went off. I mean, we were down. We were down to um, well, we'd used all our subs by the sixty-fourth minute. Which, when you've got players out there that aren't necessarily going to make. The full ninety. I, I put um, Joe Williams in that bracket. That seemed a bit uh, bold to use uh, all of them. Ian, this not doing loans. It's no coincidence today that Keenan Davis, Spence, and Garner. Okay, I, other than scoring, he didn't jump out. But they're all loan players. Why this abhorrence from our manager not to do loans? Well, you'd have to ask him, Dave, because I've got no idea. I mean, I don't know if either of you have heard of a bloke called Tammy Abraham. Um, I've heard of Kevin Abraham. Is that his real name? I know Father Abraham. He kept kept us up in Lee Johnson's Johnson's first full season. Uh, He kept us in the division. Yeah. Because without him, we'd have got relegated. Absolutely. So at that point, I just dropped the mic when I'm talking about lone players. It's happened yeah. for years. We've had really good loan players down here. I can go back. Remember people like Brian Hill, Les Wilson, Clayton Blackmore, David Howells. Top quality players. You're getting on loan. They might be recovering from an injury, but they've got that bit of class. Yeah, um, Lee Tomlin was great until he, fa- until he found the Clark's Pie Shop. Yeah, no, well, you're right. No, he, was, he was great until he signed, a bit like Tony Dinning. He was great until he signed a contract. Oh, yeah, Tony Dinning, please. The, Don't the, do that to me. The, as soon as the ink, ink was dry on the paper, he wrapped it in. Uh, yeah. So, which the Wigan fans, quite honestly, told us he would before he signed, and they were spot yeah. on. Um, but our record but with loans in, in recent years, in recent, because you rattled off players' names that we all know, fans of a, I'll say, a certain age, but certainly the last three or four, I'll say the last four years, right? Our record has not been great. Tammy was, was um, you know, was the exception, exception. really. 
He really was. Yeah, but, but if, so the, for every for, okay for every good one, you might get two bad ones. But you can sign people permanently and have bad players. But before I rushed out and signed two 34-year-old players, neither of which are one isn't playing for reasons we've no idea, and the other one can't play because he's had an operation and he's injured. I would go and get loan players before I did that. Yeah. Um, well, there's probably one I, I, said on here. Why don't? Why doesn't anyone ask Pearson about Danny Simpson? Pearson has built around himself this aura of invincibility, hasn't he? That I am not to be challenged. What I say goes. I mean, Mark. Uh, yeah, Mark. Oh, and our a lot of our fans have completely bought it. Yeah. Don't I mean, what do you say, Mark? Pearson. You know, is he because he had that spat with the chairman last. Uh, last week, you know, and that seems to sort of die to death, well, but he's built this aura of invincibility. Sorry, Dave, it, yeah, go it, on. It wasn't really a spat, was it? All right, it was comments. Just, yeah, it was comments. It wasn't like, you know, he'd he come out and John, John Lansdowne basically talked about, uh, you know, it was an off-the-cuff remark, and hopefully they sorted it out beyond closed doors because that's where that sort of thing should be. But um, with that, by the way, I 100% agree with what Pearson said. Yeah. So, you know, it's not a question of whether broken clocks right twice a day. If John <laughs> Lansdowne would go would go back to that, you know, what, what we did under Mark Ashton, because COVID or no COVID, that was a disaster. But yeah. it amazes me that some people would still go, well, yeah, but it was good, really. No, it wasn't. Look at the debt. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know either whether either of you guys saw. Um, was it Luton Town's results were out today? I think their finances. I have another team. Yeah. One team was out, and um, they'd lost. It might even have been. It might even have been Stoke. Have a look on Twitter later. But one team had lost, and their their losses were up around where ours were. You know, it might have been as even a couple of million higher. But uh, look, um, in that case, it'd be, it'd be Stoke, Dave, if it was. Luton's losses would be nowhere near ours because they're turning okay. So, yeah. Or if it is, let's put it this way, they'll, they'll, they'll be out of business next week. So I'm guessing it was Stoke because bigger club, bigger wage bill. Yeah, yeah. Mark, uh, well, we're Will's on here. Said, we're likely... Yeah. All right. Come, yeah, I mean, I think finance is another story probably at the end of the season because, you know, we're going to be yeah. watching everything with a fine tooth comb. Mark, though, um, Will said on here, Dan Bentley's distribution is shocking. We reverted to playing like we did pre-max and then uh, um, somebody's come back and said, uh, well, Ian, in fact, came back and said, uh, nice of you to like the show earlier in the thread as well, Ian. That's really good. <laughs> Ian well, said, no midfield, mate. What was Bentley... <laughs> What was Bentley meant I to be? I keep getting these stupid messages popping up on Podbean. Send a gift to the host. Um, like the show. And you can't move on and do any comments until, until you bloody hit it. So if you can stop the ads popping up, I'd cheerfully never touch one again and I'll there never like it again. But yeah, going back, to, yeah, sorry, going back to Dan. Go on. Going back to Dan, I, to be quite honest, I, I, I don't think it made, made a lot of difference. We tried playing out from the back. We just didn't get anywhere, kicking it long, playing it out from the back. Really, I think we were just stroke. We were struggling to, to do anything, and you know we looked we looked tired at the end, and there was no energy during the match. I think that's the overriding message from today. City, you know, looked tired. But, but why? Know, when Mark, the side looks why? Like wants it more, why? Why? I just why? Don't know. Because we played Tuesday. We, uh, Forest played Tuesday. Yeah. 
It's not like yeah. we played Wednesday and they had an extra twenty-four hours to recover. And Forest have been struggling to struggling to score goals as well. But I mean, if you give if you give the other teams a lot of assistance and allow allow a, a Ryan Manning type run like we did, you know, when a guy's because you know if your forwards don't pick him up and your midfielders don't pick him up, then they're right onto the onto the the back yeah. th- the back three. And, it, and you know, just it's just carve out an, another another chance, and it, it might go in the net. And we just keep doing that. You've got to defend as a team. We just don't defend as a team. But nobody's going to accept the performance where the other team look like they want to they want it more. You're not brave in possession. You're not brave out of possession. Fans hate seeing that. Where the goalkeeper is man of the match, you know, every, every week. Uh, because he's got to keep the got to keep the, the score down. Now there are teams in our radar that which will probably be. I, I think we'll probably get a result at Barnsley. We should we should beat uh, Birmingham at home. Not guaranteed. So I think we'll reach the fifty point mark, and that should be more than enough. But we set yeah. the bar so low this season. We didn't expect to pull up trees in this division. Mid table or above would have been great. Nigel Ant helped himself with his with his recruits uh, recruitment. Shouldn't have signed Simpson. Shouldn't have signed King. Matty James has been okay, but he's got injury problems. Um, Nathan Baker, obviously, hopefully he'll, he'll you know he'll, he'll play again, and uh, he's you know his his his, his long term health is an effect. And Andy and Andy Vyman's been genial, you know, fifteen sixteen goals, absolutely fantastic. We've seen the emergence of a major talent in Alex Scott. But we're left in a situation with FFP and God, I'm going to become boring. I'm talking about FFP now, where we're very likely to have to sell Alex Scott or Antoine Semenyo at the end of the season. However much we don't like it, you know, we can't be a yeah. selling club. You've got no choice if you're in the financial SHIT and somebody offers you 10 million or 8 million quid. Or twenty, you know, not twenty. I don't mean so many is worth twenty million, but somebody will make an offer, and we're going to take it. It's inevitable, mm. and don't be upset if it happens because that's life. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, um, any, any no, you make a for... good point. You make a good point. I'm going to ask you both uh, the next question. I'm going to ask both of you. I'll come to you, Ian, first. All right, Ian. Let's assume that we have everybody fit, right? So let's assume we've no injuries, right? So Pearson. Can't hide behind players out with long-term injuries. Let's assume, right, we've no injuries um, and, well, there's only 11 games to go now. So, But let's assume for the last half dozen games, everybody's fit. And I mean everybody, yeah? What is your 11 and formation? Or let me rephrase that. What do you think, like you said today, what do you think Pearson would pick as his best 11 with no injuries? Shout that out for me. I'll write it down. I think this is going to be interesting. You first, Ian. This is Nigel Pearson's best 11, not mine. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's. How do you know? There is. There is. Um, I'll, exp- I'll explain afterwards, but this is what I think he'd have done before this season started. Okay. Uh, Bentley in goal. No, you can't. Hang on. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt you there. No, now, because before the season started, we didn't know the emergence of uh, Semenyo and Scott and so called resurgent Hanoa Masengo. So, based on players performing now that were fringe players at the start of the season, let's assume mm-hmm. 1st of April, right? Everybody's, 
everybody's back fit. Right? Mm-hmm. So what's your team? Right, Not what he would have started with. What's your team right. your, now and line up? Pearson's front, team, sorry. Yeah, your front three uh, is the same, the WSM. Uh, yeah. In goal, Dan Bentley. Yeah. Uh, right back, ain't got one. Uh, George Tanner. Um, Tanner, yeah. Left back, uh, uh, centre back, Thomas Callas. And Nathan Baker. Yeah. Um, left back. It's a toss up, but you'd probably go um, Campering. Yeah. And the three in midfield would be Alex Scott. I think you've got to play. Um, and it would he would probably go uh, James and Masenga. Yeah, possibly. Right, that's a four-three, you know, four-three-three, yeah. more or less. And um, yeah, but the trouble is that you know I could have easily said uh, Callas and closer, or I could have said Callas and Atkinson. There's yeah. there, there's a much of a muchness, but look, and if it was me, I'd I'd be picking a, a standard three-five-two, and I'd I'd be forgetting. This one in beyond. All right, what would your team be then, Ian? All right, what would your team, everybody fit? And I'm going to come to you next, Mark. Uh, You first, Ian. Your team and formation, because you said he'd go with a 4 3 3. That's what you think he'd go with. What would you say, Ian? Everybody fit. Well, I'd go with a 3 5 2. I'd go Bentley and goal. My three central defenders would be uh, Callas, Baker, and closer. Yeah, uh, okay, I agree across, with that. Across the middle. Um, so up front, I'd have Vyman and Semenyo. And this depends, largely this team depends on playing football. Uh, in midfield, I'd have James, um, Masengo, and Scott. Um, and uh, my my two wing backs, and this is the area where I think uh, we're we're a bit weak. Uh, George Tanner, and at left wing back, Campering. Yeah, so I know. That'd be, but that'd be an, I know Cod doesn't three. doesn't appear in your thinking at all. I'd almost forgotten about him. All right, that's well, interesting. So you've gone three yeah. five two. Uh, and and you think he go four three three, Mark? How would you yeah. how would you pick it? Everybody I fit. Three, Not how three, would you? No, just just three, go for for Pearson. Your, your three, three 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 four three four one two. Um, you know, Cal- I'd say like Callas Baker and and closer. I think closer has been an yeah. outstanding fine considering considering he ain't played since last July in the Swiss Super League, I thought he's been brilliant timing on, on the ball, a bit slow sometimes on the turn, but otherwise, it, you know, very good find. Uh, I think Masengo, Scott, uh, and, well, James, James Williams and, and Scott in uh, central midfield. Um, Tanner on, on the right, Pring on the left, you got one up front. You got room for one up front, then. Oh God, I've got I've done too many now. You have. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah you're only Mark. Mark, this is a tip. You're only allowed to pick a lemon. Right? <laughs> just, just stand on me. Just trust. You'll have to trust. You'll have to trust me on that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he is a he's a lad in each of me. He tries oh, it on. Dear, dear. Well, all right. The more I know you, the more I like him. Well done. Right. No, where I mean, look, I, it's interesting. I, where did I, I go wrong? No, I'm to, I, Mark, I'm totally impressed with that, mate. You're going to outnumber the bastards. Good, good yeah. thinking. That's good. That's good. No, no I mean, look, I mean, it's interesting. Like, can we edit this program? No, we don't no. edit. We don't edit no, any of it. we can't edit it. Too busy. No. Too busy to do that. No. I mean, it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, if you look at if you look at Ian's perception of what Pearson would play, right? Mm-hmm. With everybody fit, um, Tanner, Callas, Baker, and Pring. It's today's midfield for part of the game. Scott, James, and Masek. We're well, not part of the game, yeah. And you've gone with the WSM up front. <clears throat> I don't think that that back four or whatever way you want to look at it, a midfield. I don't see what I'm trying to get at going down this 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 particular pathway is this it is all about the defensive coaching because I just don't think right that even with you know Tanner Callas Baker Pring that's what you think Pearson would have that looks weak to some extent yeah I think your choice in Callas Baker closer looks good yeah um with Tanner wide right it does show really I think all of it that we got a problem at right wing back yeah we have got a problem at right wing back. There just isn't one. Or right back. We've had a problem for, for, for right a while. Back. I don't think we've, we've. You know, I mean. Yeah, we've ever replaced Tavernier or, or, or Little. And, you know, so it's everything we're saying really is conjecture. But you just wonder because we've let in 63 goals in 35 games, we've constantly let goals in, no matter he's, who's been back there. And again, it's heresy to say this. But the one person that's consistent in all of those lineups is Callas. Now, that's not a criticism of Callas. It's not meant to be a criticism. But, you know, he has been at the heart of a defence, right, that is not the worst in the league. It's in the bottom three in this division. So, and he's now got closer alongside him, who arguably is better than Baker, or at the very least on a par. So this business of defending from the front, right, is interesting, Ian, that you don't include Chris Martin. Yeah, you say Pearson will always include Chris Martin. Again, this is criticism say, of Chris I Martin. Say he's not a high-energy player. He's not a high-energy no, player. No, no, Dave, Dave, it's about, look, it's about horses for courses. It's like when we play Naki Wells up front and we boot it in the air, right, to a bloke that's five foot six. Now, if you if you what you have to do with a player like Naki Wells is you have to have a football team that passes the ball and you need to get it down the sides, little through balls into the box. And when we do that and Wells is in the side and Boyman's in the side, we look pretty good. Now, if if you've got Chris Martin in the side, you need to put, play the ball to his chest and his feet. And normally, and I, I don't think he should be playing every game because he's 32 years old, but we haven't got a replacement player like him, unless you're going to do right. something really out of left field, like uh, I don't know, Chuck Robbie Cundy up front or something like that. Yeah, you need but hang on, that Ian, physi- you need that physicality because what, if you're going do to play you? that way, 
yeah, do you? Because I think if you're going to play that man... way, but hang on a minute, why don't why can't we have a plan B that doesn't rely oh, yeah, on him week in Dave, week out and please. give? He's actually give... thirty three. There we go. Right, but give well, even more. Why news, why, why can't why do we have to play this big lump up front? And you talk about playing football, any side. Yeah. Even Pearson's yeah. side, any side with Scott, James, and Masengo in there, right, as your mm-hmm. midfield pick, yeah, Scott, James, and Masengo, yeah, that's probably the best midfield three, right? Mm-hmm. They can, okay, and if you have a midfield four, William, Scott, James, and Masengo, right, they can pick that's a pass, cent- all of those. That's all, that's all central midfield players, Dave. You all right, central but if you play, all right, but then yeah. you're talking about as I've advocated playing four five one, and having a wide player. He has done that before yeah. though, because he's, yeah. he's and a wide player, a wide player, in, and, and the Senko out wide. But, but, the but, wide but player in that, the wide player in a four five one, would be well, <clears throat> four five one. <clears throat> See again, you have got the problem. If, you if you have to put Cod yeah. in that position, but he's never going to wear a shirt no, again. You, I don't. You can don't forget. You well, he, he will wear a shirt again, Dave. Um, Not for us, hopefully. If, yeah, he will. Uh, if if you if I'd lost um, or if I'd picked up two points out of the last thirty-three away from home, the next away game I'd do something different. And frankly, I've got to the point where I don't care what it is. He can play seven-two-one uh, if he wants. I don't care. Or put seven up front and just boot it. Uh, do something different because, as far as I'm concerned, you can't do any worse than lose. And yeah. doing the same thing over and over again and, re- and expecting a different result is the first sign of madness. Yeah. So, what? It's not me saying that. I'm saying if you are going to play the ball in the air up front, right? And if if you've got a midfield that's not controlling the game in any way whatsoever and you're not passing the ball, you have to. The only way thing to do is bypass it, right? Mm. Um, then you, you need that physicality. Now, had we had Luis Suarez and Lionel Messi up front for us today, they wouldn't have done, I don't think they'd have done much better than the lads we've got because the service was so rank. <laughs> But then you're and saying that's... the service is rank, Ian, and that points yeah. the finger then at the midfield mm-hmm. and two of our so-called yeah. starlets, Masengo and Scott. You're saying, yeah, they, you're calling they... them out. You're saying they didn't give the front men any service. Well, I mean, eat, Mark, Mark let me let, let Mark have a little forget, say. Well, well, you've got, you got Joe Williams in there as well. I'm calling him out. And Matty James when he came on. So it's not about so calling people So the midfield, which is, that, and all of those players, if you take all four of those, Ian, if you take... James, yeah. Masengo, Scott, and Williams. Yeah. On paper, you'd say they yeah. are four of our best players. Mark, what what say you to that? Those four, right? Well, I know there's no width in there at all. Although Scott can play wide, not in the pacey overlapping sense. But we're saying there's no service to the front men. But yet, some of our best players are midfielders. What's the what's what's the conundrum? What's going wrong? Their, their performances aren't anything up to standard. Joe Williams just didn't fit. And now Masengo, he's got one assist in about 70, 77 appearances now. And I think he needs two strong strong players alongside him. And I, I 
I wept, nearly wept when I told when I was told that we were offered eight million for him, but he, he, we we would we we turned it down, or he turned it down in, in the summer. And yeah. I think there's a player in there somewhere, but he's just very inconsistent. And yeah. we got a lot of central midfield players. I mean, Alex Alex Scott, bless him, you know, he, he can play, he can play right wing back, but he ends up, he, it's, you know, he's, he's doing more defending and attacking. That's the problem, you know, even at wing back or or with with with, uh, with full backs, we spend too much time defending than than, uh, than affecting well, the game, which is yeah. why we didn't create create any chances today. But and, Dave, know, where we where we. Well, sorry, Mark. Where we started with this is you said if you had to pick a team and everyone's fit, all right. Mm. Now in the summer, I would Which expect us to go out. And, yeah, I would expect us to go out and sign three or four players. So what you do, you'd look at the players you've got and say, right, who's likely not to be here? So let's say Masengo went, and all this silly talk about ten or fifteen million. Forget it. We'd be really, really lucky to get six. I'd, right? I'd agree with we, that, Ian. Yeah, if I, we were I'd agree. Eight. He's not gonna. He's not gonna sign a new contract. So let's say you got that eight million quid, and you were able to invest half of that. My own view is I would go after the loan market and see if I could bring those players in, so that I didn't have big lumps of cash going out. There's um, a hole in so, my bucket, dearie and yeah, dearie. I mean, like, I we're, said we're, back, we're going round in bloody circles here because we know well, the manager doesn't really. like to do it. Well, okay. So if he doesn't want to do it, he needs to be told there's no money for transfers, but you can have loans. That's about leadership and management of him. So he can't just do what he wants. So you say, right, well, this is it, Nigel. Here's your budget. Now we're going to put that money into wages that nobody can have anymore. This is the maximum you can pay. And um, if you want additional players, uh, they have to come from the loan market. You could do that. Or you could be looking down in, at your League One and Two players. The only problem you've got there is are they physically up to the demands of championship football? Yeah. And I will cite the examples of George Tanner and Rob Atkinson for yeah. you who were both out injured. Now, and, and sorry and, to interrupt and, me, but and, just picking up a point, I'm sure people have read this and you've commented, Ian Pullin said on here, Tommy Road to Moisa, Wes Burns, Matty Taylor, Sam Bordot, Sam Bones yeah. and Bailey Wright all scored today in League One. Listen, yeah. League One, they are all League One players. That's why they're scoring. Which is, which we're is, a it, which is exactly which is which is exactly what I, I replied. That's right. No, you, you put read, that. Read the thread. It is yeah. you know, they're League One players, and we've got lots of players who who be scoring lots more goals in League One. I'm sure if Chris Martin was playing for Oxford, he'd have far more goals than he's got. But yeah. it, it's that it's that that drop in standards. So if you're gonna say to me, Well, you know, we've got the players we've got, we're not gonna sell anybody and we're not gonna buy anybody. That's about the best team we could put out. And I think that team would struggle to finish any higher than about... 15th. I don't know. 12th, something like that. No, if they were, if we have all the players fit. Yeah. Um, cause Do you agree with that, season, Mark? We were... Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think, I mean, unless there's a, a, a big change, you know, step, stepping up a level... Um, with the inclusion of some more players, we're going to struggle again next next season. I mean, we we set our standards low at the start of the season, but I think we expected to be doing a, a bit better. We didn't. I don't who expect them, you know. Who's who yeah, players like Danny now? Danny Danny Simpson? Well, and you know because of the, the previous administration administration wasted all the yeah. money. So I think 
I think deliberately, um, you know, Nigel's Nigel's trying to set to set uh, to set the bar low. I just don't expect yeah. us to set to set it even lower. Set it that low, we're dealing with it. No, to set it that low, we're 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 lowering our standards and find them difficult to reach, aren't we? Let's put it that way. That's probably one 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 way one way of putting it. And no, but I'm I'm thinking this lowering the standards. Uh, there seem to be about. I mean, I wrote an article about this, but about sixty percent of the club's fan base of um, uh, uh, have bought it completely. The lowering of standards, and I and, and I got criticised for saying one thing. Nigel Pearson succeeded doing is lowering people's expectations, mm. but we've already got that. That oh well, if we stay in the championship, that's great. So that's the extent well, of our expectation that we stay in the championship. From what I from what I view, and you've got people on. Uh, they did a quick poll on Twitter, and it well, was only about thirty or forty people replied. Give Pearson marks out of ten. There are yeah. people on there with eights and eights and nines. Eights yeah, because they've bought into that he's been saddled with a crock of shit. Well, you can't. The thing Nigel. is that never that never that will never stand up when you if you look at last season, clubs can find a style of play. And recruit, uh, uh, you know, re- rec- recruit cheaply like Barnsley did last season, and, and miraculously pull off a playoff place. This season, it could be Luton Town, whose budget can't be very big, but they bring players through, and you know, they they recruit, they recruit well. They've got a manager who likes passing football, and they could get in the playoffs. Huddersfield as well, they were probably, you know, I think I think they may be in the last season of parachute payments. But they got all the big earners off their off their bill. Struggled uh, last couple of seasons, and they, but they got a, a good manager who was one of Bielsa's circle, haven't they? Uh, yeah. At Leeds United, and they they've they've Carvalho. That's so all of this lowering standards, mark, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Carlos right? Cormoran. They, Cor- it doesn't Cormoran. stand That's up. It. Cormoran, Carlos Cormoran. It doesn't stand up when you compare it with other teams. That's the that's the problem. All this. Well, here's oh, a here's well, a suggestion. It here's doesn't a suggestion. Stand up to, no, doesn't stand up to scrutiny, does it? No, here's a suggestion. I mean, look, you're never going to be able to hold on to your best players because we're selling club. We're a selling club. Well, all clubs would are selling be clubs. The, the, would it be the yeah, end Mark, of Mark's the world? Yeah, Mark's right there, Dave. What's that? What's all that clubs are selling clubs. All clubs are all selling clubs. clubs. All clubs are selling, selling clubs. clubs. So would it, if you look at Huddersfield, right, for example, or Blackburn, another example, the, I guess no, because well, Blackburn they've got Ben Brereton, haven't they? So he's a star. Yeah, man. but they lost Adam Armstrong, didn't they? Yes, they did. But they still they still got Ben Brereton. So Adam Armstrong goes got? off to Southampton. Who've Huddersfield got? Uh, Danny Ward. And they but Where they brought they in him? Dwayne Holmes from from Derby, uh, who'd been at Scunthorpe previously. Didn't do anything at Derby. He's doing very well uh, at Huddersfield, and this so young lad saw the Thomas. They're being coached in a way. So if we. Let's say we lose two out of our three starlets. Let's say we use, let's say Hanoa Masengo goes to, goes abroad. Yeah, for well, Ian said six million. And we do get 15 million for Scott with big add-ons if he goes to Everton. And we're left with Semenyo, right? So we've got 21 million quid coming in. Yeah. Um, let's assume that Nigel is allowed to spend 15 million of that. And that's cash, not wages. No chance. He's, but do you trust him to spend the money? That's this the other question. I mean, Ian, you know, would you trust no. Nigel Pearson no. with 15 million quid now? No. 
No, I don't. Because not looking at what, because of what he did in the summer. But just quickly, Dave, and I don't like talking about other clubs or whatever. Looks like Roman Abramovich has left Chelsea. He's handed over. Um, that, that part of the statement I won't dwell on it. That is why I'm giving trustees of Chelsea's charitable foundation the stewardship in care of Chelsea FC. Um, well, fair play. So you know, like the anti. And I know he's an Israeli citizen now, but I mean, questions were asked now to Commons basically along the lines of um, where did his money come from? And he was a person of interest to the Home Office, etc., etc., you know, with his £148 million house in London. Well, so, will Chelsea go um, into government state ownership now? There we go. No, I mean, that's... A... I don't know, <laughs> but I mean, I just, just, just thought it's an in- interesting piece of news, but just, look, just... looking at what... Looking at what yeah, Pearson's question done, was, would you trust on, on Nigel the... with? Okay, fifteen's a bit high, but on... let's say we sell Semenya. No. Sorry, let's say we sell Scott and Masenka. You'll never get fifteen million to, to spend. Uh, well, David. All right, Mark, let's say he's left with twelve million. This is a hypothetical situation. In that situation, the question is, would I trust Pearson to spend that? Not money? based. Not based on on on, re-sign, on re-signing Danny Simpson because that was one of the craziest bits of business. No, I, I would yeah. I would base it on his that his entire transfer activity in the summer. So if, no, you, if you look at his, his, based on that. look at his, his look at his players he's brought in Tanner, same injury, serious injury twice out. Atkinson, Atkinson. ill, injured three three four times, lost form out. Baker. Out for the season, please God, he comes back and he's fit as a fit as. But he's a known quantity for his injury problems anyway, so you're signing well, he, a bit. You of have a... to say, was that was that signing sensible? You know, it's like it's a little bit like him. Uh, well, if if you employ someone that you know is 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 injury prone, or take no, take uh, sickness. Yeah, you know, if you know somebody who's a, you know, they'll take six weeks sick, sickness every year. Yeah, and well, when they are in, they do so, a good job, but you know they're out. So, so, so anyway, but you've got... So if you look at his signings, on balance, the only ones you could say have been decent signings, uh, have proved it, is Matty James, but he's also missed a lot of games. You've got Thomas Closer. And when you talk about, oh, we've got to get players up to speed and it, it takes time to get them fit. I mean, Closer hardly played trailers for a few weeks. He's playing every game. Yeah. Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. So how does that yeah. happen then? If if yeah, and he's so, he's a year older than Chris Martin for Christ's sake. Yeah, so you've got you you've got closer environment, and you could say you can't, you know, re-signing Andy Vyman was probably the the best bit of work we did. But if you look at the players that Nigel Pearson's brought into the club, shouldn't have signed Simpson, shouldn't have signed yeah. King, and they're on big, they're on decent money. Yeah. So they'll they will they're only under contract for a year, so they'll go out in the summer. But if if I look at who I who who based on what he signed, handing over a lot of money to him and saying, right, go with that, with no director of football. Yeah. And, and they're not, well, not don't be wrong. They're, they're they're not always a great idea, those guys, because that can go horribly wrong with them. Yeah. Um, so it's a so but, sorry, and so it's a no it's a no from you. It, Would you trust him? Yeah, Mark, what, yeah, what, I, what what do you what do you think? I mean, in a post COVID world, 10, 10 or twelve million, ignoring wages there. Ten or twelve million is 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 a lot, and him not liking the loan system, which you know, I bet there's loans sprinkled around all the top eight clubs without parachute payments. Is it a no from you as well, Mark? I think 
I, I wouldn't give him the money based based on that. I don't want to get rid of the guy because I want to get women to succeed. I wanted uh, I wanted Sean O'Driscoll to succeed. Uh, you know, however however poorly poor he was in his media interviews, were were a joy to behold. But he, you know, I, I want every manager to, to succeed, yeah. regardless of who they are. Bristol City Football Club. I don't want him to go, but. It's not, you know, the, the the recruitment has been it's been poor. That's got to change in the in the summer. And we still uh, haven't got a direct. Good, we're starting to bring some good academy academy players, yeah. uh, good academy players yeah. through. But that's 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 get, you know that's producing a few a few players. Yeah, but, but Mark, we we know that. But what is going to change it? it? It's a little bit like wishing for wishing for Christmas. What is going to make our recruitment change, in your opinion? Well, we've just got a new recruitment guy in, haven't we? Ian Pierce. Is he coming from West Brom? Hopefully he'll Has make a difference. Has that been signed off yet? I don't think that's been confirmed yet. Is he, is he here? I just read about it. I thought I that, that so that hasn't been agreed yet. Yeah. No. Ah. I don't, well, I, let's put it this way. I haven't seen it announced. And, and City normally... All right, do but if it is fan, announced, fan assuming there. it is announced, and he comes along and says, look, guys, I can't get value for you in the transfer market with players within the budget we've got but I've got my links at Premier League level is another kiddie another Tammy Abraham or another Harry Wilson you know some of these appears I'm not doing loans I'm Nigel Pearson I know best well you imagine if we had that Keenan Davis playing for us well he was linked with us wasn't he at the start of in last summer wasn't he yeah but but let's be honest if you imagine him up front next to Semenya, and he's oh. a lone player. So yeah. that gives you an example of what a handful these those two would be. Yeah. What are his wages so, now, much are, and how much are Forrest contributing? No idea. No idea. That's but, a problem. Um, he, do you reckon he's he, on 50, I, 50 a week at Villa? I, I don't know because he's he's a younger player and he hasn't long been around the uh, first team. So it, it might be it might be that, Mark. I don't know. I, I'd be guessing mm. it might be closer to... to 20 to 30 but you know if he comes in and does a fantastic job and and, you know you're tearing sides apart with those two up front because with them you could be a little bit bit more direct if that's the only way we can play you know because you've got real raw pace to get in behind get down the sides knock people about Uh, and I haven't seen many centre forwards give give, I mean that kid give Callas the run around today let's be honest yes he did I mean, people here are saying that he, he, uh, we will lose fans next season, uh, can't keep watching dross and probably prices will go up to pay off some of the debt. I, I don't think prices can go up. No. I, I think they really would. Um, uh, somebody else has said we have 79 points from our last 77 games. One point a game gets you relegating. We've been a relegation side for a long time now. Absolutely right, yeah. So this is that's not me saying it. There's people on here. That no, it's fine. When somebody um, else has said on here, perhaps a manager should go and watch possible signings for himself, like they used to do, like Terry Cooper and Clive Middlemass used to drive up and down the length of the country. And it's a bit yeah, of a yeah. problem when you have a manager that says, and you do, you have a manager that says he doesn't want to deal with agents. It's nothing to do with him. For Christ's sake, take some responsibility for something. Well, if, if no, yeah, it's doing my head in a bit. I think, no, what, I think, what, you know, we're he, he we're supportive, think. we're supportive, but it's wearing a bit thin. 
on a variety of levels. I think we're in agreement. I say I need to wrap up now. We're we're sort of in agreement on that, aren't we? Yeah, we're supporting. Well, yeah, I mean, we know, we know what we're, we know what. Uh, let's look at let's look at let's look try and look at some positives. I mean, we know what we're capable of if we raise our energy levels. I think the problem is when you've got a player like Joe Williams who can't keep his fitness. And there, and we're and we've got lots of injuries. We're we're, we're only got the, the the bodies that are available in a very small squad to play every single week. Yeah, that's that's the problem. It's keeping right. players fit. It's a small it's a small squad. That's the problem. That's what's got to be addressed. Yeah, but just to wrap up, that's our choice. It's a small squad. Oh God, right? yeah, I mean, and it's, it's, be, that's it's our because choice. of the wage bill. It's because yeah. of the wage bill. But my point, uh, and I've said this over the last few weeks. Great, I have a small squad. I'm all for cutting the wage bill, right? You won't get an argument uh, out of me about cutting the wage bill. However, um, getting relegated from this division would be an. If you think we're in financial, we got financial issues now. You wait and see if we got relegated. What happened? You know. So um, yeah, yeah, guys, quick one to wrap uh, so, up. Yeah, quick one to wrap up. Um, Birmingham at home next weekend. Hardly one of our uh, easy teams to beat at home with our record. So Birmingham at home next weekend. Got to win that one, really, haven't we? Yeah, because Blackburn away the following week. That's not going to be easy, is it? It, Mark, you first. No, and then Confident we got Barnsley. For Saturday? Free, free. Yeah, I think we'll, we we could just scrape it. Free, free two. Another Andy Vyman, Vyman hat trick on one leg. I think he'll do it this yeah. week because obviously the other one. One two good today. I think we'll win uh, three two or, or, or two or two one. Confident of a win Birmingham. next week. Ian, your thoughts? Just Confident to, uh, just to about. Finish? <laughs> um, I'd, I'd like to see who's fit. Um, before I, I I made any prediction at all, but Birmingham aren't in, aren't in great shape. No. Um, so I I would say I mean in fairness they're only uh, three points behind us on the same number of games. And yeah. their goal difference is marginally better, but um, I, 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 you know, but the way we are, look, we could we could win it three nil, uh, not three nil. Don't be silly. We could win it three two, or we could lose it two nil. You, you, yeah. you're, you're just a little. Oh, bit, we could even draw it one well, one. <laughs> well, well, we don't we don't draw games though, Dave, do we? No, well, that's been a habit. No, that's been a habit. Very, as well. very, very little. Yeah. yeah sorry, All right, guys. Sorry, my, look, my, enough is enough but, is enough. Uh, that was a 1970 hit by Donna Summer, if I recall correctly. But uh, thanks, as always, for your I'm contribution. After the Birmingham game, we'll be recording that one on Sunday morning. So that'll be a Sunday brunch uh, edition. Thanks, everybody, for listening and lots of text contributions this evening as well. Always welcome. Have a good week, everybody. And, uh, and, and everybody, remember something. If you thought it was bad for us, there was a power surge at Bristol Rovers because I don't think they could find 50 pence for the metre. It's on Radio Bristol. So, you know, oh, well, I don't know about that. Bad. Yeah, no, I see they got pegged back today. <laughs> anyway, Ian and Mark, thank you. Everybody who's listening, thanks for listening. Have a good week, everybody. Bye-bye till the next time. Stay safe. Bye. I heard a robin this morning. I'm feeling happy today. Going to put my cares in a whistle. Blow them all away. What if I've been unlucky? Really, I ain't got a thing. There's a time I always feel happy, as happy as a king. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he stops throbbing his old sweet song. 